sound the recruiting cannons and is alexander smith the best player on defense let's go you are locked on badgers your daily podcast on the wisconsin badgers part of the locked on podcast network your team every day What's going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Lockdown Badgers, your team almost every day, sometimes twice a day. I'm your host, Ryan Herrings. Really do appreciate everybody tuning in, as always. Thank you so, so much for helping us build this community. Uh, we're bringing Cannonell in. Been on the show several times. Badger super fan on the Discord. Great perspectives. Cannon, we got to do it, man. Let's go. Fire the recruiting cannons. Another one is headed to Madison on Wisconsin. So this was a good one. Uh, Xavier Lucas, we talked about him a little bit on yesterday's show, committed to the Badgers, six foot one, 190-pound defensive back, high three-star composite. I think he's a four-star on rivals. Coming out of American Heritage, Fort Lauderdale, loaded place. Um, offers from Florida State, Iowa, Illinois. Alabama at one point was in on him. I talked about him a lot yesterday. I want to get your take on Lucas. I think he's a really athletic um, corner, and that's what we need. We've always been – We've always had really good, solid football players, but they've never had the, the athleticism to, to match up with the teams like Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State. So I think he's a super athletic player. He plays for American Heritage, which is one of the better colleges in, in Florida. It, he plays tough competition every day, and I think he will slot in great with our other corners that we have gotten because I think he's a little bigger than the other two. So he'll be able to play on the outside and hand fight more than those two. So I think he's a perfect addition with the receivers that we already got in, uh, the, that the with the corners that we already got. Yeah, it's and Brian talked about the competition he plays there. Every day he's going up against just just really really incredible high school Tons. talent. So Tons. yeah, just total thoroughbreds. You know, so he's going to be coming in having practice against that, which is going to give him a step up. The other thing I, I really like, man, and you hit on it, like big and kind of athletic, bigger corner, if he sticks there. Some people still think you might be a safety, but I, I think you're going to try him that corner. And if he sticks there, you look at what we talked about a little bit, but you look at what Fickle, Trestle, Paul Haynes have done, right? Uh, you, you think of the transfers, like Mac is six foot one, Forkren is six foot one. Uh, you think about the safeties that are, are bigger, like uh, Rafael Dunn is six four, Amari Snowden from last year's class is six three. Right, and you just start Braden Moore six two, and you just start going down the list. They're they're getting like these these cornerbacks and these safeties with pterodactyl like frames back there. They're huge, they're ginormous, ginormous, and we just haven't had those dudes. And if you look at the NFL draft, the average NFL cornerback is seventy one point eight eight inches tall. I looked oh, at the around actually, the six so. foot, around the six foot range around six foot, right? You don't and see many five. You don't see many five ten corners in the NFL. You just don't, and that's those those are the type of players they're bringing in. You know, yeah, especially like on the outside, you don't see five ten outside corners. Those guys normally on the inside playing slot against the smaller, shiftier guys. Mm-hmm. I would rather, much rather have Ari Snowden, who's six three, going up against a, a six foot four receiver, than having a five ten receiver try to guard or a five ten corner try to guard that receiver because yep. they have the size to match up with the other person's size. Well, and again, we we beat this from all the time, but if you're going to beat Ohio State, who always has NFL receivers you need NFL corners. And what's happened in the past is if you don't have NFL corners, then you have to try to you try you have to try to outmaneuver Ohio State, right? And I'm using Ohio State as a placeholder. It could be a Georgia and Alabama, whoever. You have to try to outmaneuver them then by moving your chess pieces around more efficiently, tricking them, trapping them. But the problem is they have really good coaches. So you don't get to do that against an Ohio State Ryan Day coaching team. 
because yeah. they can now yeah. execute you. Yeah, that's that's that was the the one Achilles heel of Jim Leonard's teams. Like he could always out coach them a lot, and he would be able to put them in great positions. But we never had the athleticism to make up for the small mistakes that our team would make. We mm-hmm. could always hold them to lower points, but then again, back to our offense, our offense couldn't score that many points. So Jim Leonard's teams, if if they score more than seven points, they're like, ah, oh, we lost. We we gave we gave up the one play we couldn't. And I, I still have nightmares. I forget which game against Ohio State it was, but I think due to an injury, Joe Ferguson was playing deep center, basically deep safety against Ohio State on a play. And you know, before the play, you could tell this is gonna be a disaster, and it was like that. It just is what it is. You need you need athletes on the edges, as Brian always says on when he comes on the show. All right. Um Let's transition off there. Although, let's put this tweet up here. This is from uh, Mabry Met Toyer seeing the news of Xavier Lucas committing. Uh, Met Toyer chimes in with, "Yes, sir. Let's go." I love, I love how commit, how like into it he is. By the way, he is. He is. Anytime a recruit commits, he is on the spot commenting. He's he's hyped to come here, and I'm happy. I'm mm-hmm. happy about that. And that's what your quarterback should be. I mean, not this isn't a quarterback show, but that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to be the leaders of the class, the team, the locker room, the culture. He is everything. Definitely a leader. Uh, he is definitely a leader. All right, let's let's shift gears here. So we we talked to Xavier Lucas, and this is a great time for him to commit because we're all stocking cornerbacks on this show. Uh, so it's a really perfect time for him. And he, yeah, thank you for that, Xavier. I timed that well. Perfect. Let's talk, let's talk cornerbacks. Let's talk Alexander Smith because I the big question I had leading off is is he potentially the star of the defense? What do you think? Um, of the corners or the whole defense? Well, just the whole defense, maybe. I don't. I don't think. Okay. I think. I think Muma Jong Mjong Meta is the centerpiece of our defense. I think he's our best player on defense. He's. I mean, he had an amazing year last year. I think he'll back that up with an amazing year this year. Um, I honestly don't even think Alexander Smith is our best corner. I think Matt Tyre, who came from Boston College, is going to be our our prior mm. best corner. He'll be in the I'll slot. Take. He'll be in the slot, but I think he's our in terms of scale, probably our best our best dude there. Um, I'm not not taking a shot at Alexander Smith because he's a he's a dude he's a dude, but he's just he's had some injury battles that he had to deal with. Mm-hmm. I haven't been able to see him throughout an, a, the course of an entire season. Um, but he'll match up really good, and I like the depth behind him, so he'll be able to play all out, all hard he wants. Um, but like I said, I think Muma is our our best player on defense. Uh, that's a hot take. I mean, not with Muma. I think a lot of people would agree with you there, both Matri. I'm higher on Smith than you are. Now, your your point is correct, though. He has to he has to do it for a full year. Uh, he missed the first five games last year. Uh, I think when he got back, you saw our pass defense get better immediately. Um, he's a very well-built 5'11". I, I think he's really good. I think he's really, really good. And I, I think he might, to me, and this is different than best player now. Let me, let me rephrase this. Is he... Is he more irreplaceable than oh, that If you change it there, then yes. I okay. think he's our, he's our cornerback one on the outside. He'll be playing the outside. Like I said, Matyra will be in the slot. He'll, he'll be not, We need him to play good because he's our, he'll be going up probably against the number one guy on the other receiver. And so we need him to we need him to play good. He starts to fall off or he gets injured and he goes down. Then we start to scramble and, and we're kind of in a bad position. So irreplaceable, yes. I, I, I can agree with that. He's the most irreplaceable. Yeah, I I agree there for sure. I because in that not just you have you have Jonas Tacluna, but you don't have a lot of experience behind uh, the the boundary cornerbacks on this team, and you have three, four pretty good inside linebackers. So just from a depth perspective, Alexander Smith needs to stay healthy this year. 
All right, we're going to come back. We're going to talk over-unders for this cornerback group, get into the depth chart, talk Holman, talk biggest storyline, a bunch more coming up as we talk cornerbacks for this Badgers team. Uh, but first, we want to get into our friends of the show, today's sponsor of the show, eBay Motors. eBayMotors.com is the number one place, the best spot to go for all of your car parts, all your purchases. And just like a building out a team, you need the right parts, the right pieces, the right fits. They need to stick together correctly. And that's what eBay Motors is here for when it comes to the right parts for your vehicle every time. eBayMotors.com is the right place. Um, and the next time you need parts and accessories, this is where you're going to want to go. Head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You get every part that fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage. Look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available on U.S. customer to U.S. customers. Eligible, eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. All right, let's bring uh, Cannonell back in here. Let's keep going. Let's talk cornerbacks. Um, uh, so we talked Alexander Smith. We talked Lucas committing. Let's talk about the the depth here. How do you feel about the depth with Holman on the other side and the players behind him? I am ecstatic with our depth because I am really high on the Grand Valley State uh, transfer, oh. um, Nazir. I think he'll he could be potentially one of the key pieces. If somebody goes down, he'll he can step up because I think he's been having a great a great spring. So I think our depth is amazing. I mean, you got Holman and Alexander Smith one two. You got um. Dakuna and um, I can't remember the other guy who's the opposite of Dakuna. They came in the same year. Lofi. I think it was Lofi. But anyway, I think there's a, there's a solid six guys that I could see step up and, and play significant amount of snaps. Um, so I am, I think our depth's amazing. So give me a grade. Give me a grade for this year. This and year. We'll, we'll the future grades in a second. I have, I have our this year's grade at a B. Um, and you said future in a little bit because I say I've mine's a B for for here and A for a future. I think our right. future is amazing. Um, I think some of the guys haven't played as many snaps, but the skill is there. Like you can you can see the talent. If they can just stay healthy, I could see us going up to an A. But for now, I, I have it at a B. I'm gonna go B plus, and then that probably is because I'm higher on Alexander Smith than you are. I I don't think Smith is. There's very few shutdown corners, right? That, that's like a really difficult thing. And, and Smith's not that. You know, he's not a shutdown corner. I think he's in that tier right below it, though, which is going to be like a third, fourth round pick. I think he's in that um, Nick Nelson tier, which is a really good Big Ten quarterback. Um, he's the eighth best returning cornerback in the Big Ten per pro football focus. Uh, I think, and some of that is weighed down by the fact that he didn't play as much as I think he could. He was coming off an injury. I think he's primed for a really good year, and he's going to be a mid-round type NFL draft pick. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I, I The only reason why I'm not as high as him is because he hasn't been able to stay healthy. If he was mm -hmm. able to stay healthy, then he would be – I would be much more higher. But I'm just – I'm all about, like, staying healthy. If, you, if staying healthy, you can impact the team more than when you're not healthy. So that's why I'm a little bit less high on him as you. But I agree. I think he – if he can stay healthy, he'll have a great year this year. And then I like the top three. Like I like Matry a lot in the slot. I like Holman. So I'm going to go B plus this year. Future grade, I think I'm. I think I'm at like an A minus. I, I just love the young talent they're getting. I love the. I, I mean, I'm. 
if listen, if Amari Snowden can stay at corner, and I'm not sure he can yet, I, I don't know if that's the case, then it's it's an A minus to me because I, I love Jace Arnold. I like his speed. Uh, Luke is coming in, Emilio Agard coming in. There is a lot of young talent on the boundary coming up in this team. So I'm going to go A minus for my future grade, but a lot of that is dependent on if Amari Snowden can be that guy. I'm an A, even if a Snowden mm. decides not go to, to A, uh, to, to safety, which I think he'll. He needs to, I think he's a little, he's a little bit stiff. I think, I think he'll need to, you know, loosen up a little bit, which I think they can do. Um, but I think Emilio, he'll be a lockdown. I think he'll eventually be a first, second round talent that goes to the NFL draft. Um, I like our other guys that are coming in. Um, for me, Snowden, I think he'll be, he'll make an impact whether he's at corner or at safety. So losing him from a corner to a, to a safety to me is not that big of a deal because I, I honestly, I, from the beginning, I thought he'd be better at safety because he's mm-hmm. so tall and long. Um, but otherwise I'm, I'm so happy. We have so many young talented players that can step up They're, They They got the skill. They're fast. Um, I, I have an NA and I, I think it's going to stay in an A. I don't think it, it'll kid drop. Oh, I love it. Listen, if, if they can get cornerbacks to an A with this team, the, the ceiling becomes very high for the Badgers. Uh, the thing with Snowden for me, so I agree with you. I, I've Justin and Rajiv kind of dis are there more on the I think he can be a cornerback. I think he's more of probably a long term center fielder and like a Tanner McAvoy, some type of like version of that, which is a really good thing. The only downside is it's easier to find safeties in corners. That's why I hope he sticks at corner. That's I agree. Just harder to find those dudes. Give me um one underrated or one really interesting storyline from the cornerback spot that you're tracking this year. Um, I think uh, Nazir will end up um going into that backup role and getting a sitting McKin. He'll he'll get the third most snaps out of all the corners, besides hmm. Matt Tyre. Besides, I'm because I'm not necessarily include. I mean, Matt Tyre is a corner, but I'm not going to include him when I'm talking about the two outside corners. But bes- besides Hallman and Smith, I think Nazir will get the third most snaps at corner. He's a super interesting guy to track. Big body guy. Um, that's a good one. I, I'm interested if we're talking an under maybe an underrated storyline. I like that one. I, I want to see which of the young cornerbacks, the the freshmen, potentially make a big jump and by the end of the year are playing a big role. Whether it's a Jace Arnold, whether it's a Snowden, um, whether it's a Takluna. I, I I'm curious which of those guys potentially takes a jump. If any of them, maybe none of them do. But. I think I, I think I think Takluna's. Right now, the number two on, um, aren't I think uh, Hallman's side, so mm-hmm. I think he could potentially get a, quite a bit of snaps too. Um, I, from what I've seen in spring, I, I don't know if if Snowden is is quite there yet in terms of his hips. Like I said, he's kind of stiff in terms of, but he's also big and long, so it's harder for him to you know move from side to side. I think he'll play this year at corner. I just don't know the amount of snaps that he's going to be able to get. Yeah, I think it's for Snowden. I think it'd be, I really think it'd be just a package somewhere, yeah. you know, where a team maybe has a really tough, I don't know. I like it's tough. He'll be so in the red zone. If he's, he'll probably be yeah. in the red zone. Maybe he's a, a tall jump. guy for yeah. two balls. Yeah. I could see that, right? Um, but then you, you think about our safeties and our safeties, which we're not talking about today, are really deep. And would they just rather use an Austin Brown in that role or, or a bigger safety that's more physical than Snowden. I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting to see. It will be. It will be. All right. Let's get into some over unders. Um, 
the first one we have is total interceptions from this cornerback room. The over-under is 7.5. We had five last year. Since we're talking just strictly corners, I'm going to say under. What about let's let's drop it to 6.5. 6.5 6. is high. I'm, I'm gonna go over uh, I, from just corners. I'm gonna go over. I think they'll have seven. I think they'll just barely edge that six and a half out. If if this was the entire DB room, including safeties, I would say I'd smash that over. Yeah, way I over. Get a lot, but just corners. I I think I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the over. I'm gonna go under. I I think I think our interceptions are gonna come from our safety group more than our than our corner group. I, I like our corner group a lot. I like I said, I have it as a B plus, but. We had five last year. I think I think the way they're going to play defense, they're going to create some havoc, and the safeties are going to kind of be overhanging in that 3-3-5. Three, three, I think those are the guys who are going to get the bulk of the pick. So I'm going to go under on this one. Let's go over under 5.5 cornerbacks seeing significant reps this year. And significant is kind of a gray area, but more than just backup mop-up duty. Yeah, I, I say over. I think our cornerback room is going to rotate quite a bit. Um, even if they take Snowden and, and not maybe maybe he's not playing at the corner, maybe he'll come give Hunter Waller a breather or something like that. He'll come back and play there. But I think it's over. I think def, I'm ten, I'm slamming the over on that. I think that there's going to be six guys that will get a, a significant amount of snaps. I right, let, let's game plan this out. So uh, obviously Alexander Smith, Hallman, Matry. I, I agree with you on Nazir. I think Forkren's going to play quite a bit. That's four. Let's see. That's four. We need to get two more. I think, and I think the Kluna. Yeah, I can see get a significant amount. And I think, I think Snowden will eventually get a significant amount. So it's either yeah, it's either Snowden or maybe a Max Lofi gets in. But Lofi's been hurt a lot in his career. Yeah, um, I, I think I think there's six that 100 will get a significant amount of minutes or snaps. That's a good number. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over as well. I, I think Snowden's gonna find a way to get reps somewhere, and it wouldn't shock me. If the Kluna, as we mentioned, yeah, I'm going to go six too. And listen, maybe maybe Michael Mack, the the transfer from uh, Air Force, is able if, to come. I, that's another thing. If he is able to play right away, then the six is over for me because yeah. Snowden's the kind of the iffy one for me. I'm not a hundred percent sure if he'll be able to get and be ready by before the end of the year. Um, but the first five I mentioned, I, I'm sold they'll get a significant match. And if you add him in, that's six for me right there. Now, just keep in mind, like, this is where it starts to get tough, though, right? Because how many safeties are going to play? You know, you have a Wohler, uh, you have Trayvon Blaylock, you have Latu. Like, there's a lot of talent in the DB room as a whole. So, Mac is one of those, if Mac Jefferson, he's one of those guys that I could almost see he competing for this, not just a, a, a role, a starting role, because I think he's a starter caliber cornerback. I mean, he did it at Air Force and he played, he started there. So, he, is one if he if he's able to transfer here and play right away, he'll be one of our better corners right away. Yeah, well, and I would say this typically, and this I'm just using a, a broad statement here. Coaches go out to get transfers to play. They they don't go out to get transfers to sit on the bench. That's not listen. That's not a hundred percent, but that's typically how it works. You're getting that's high school players to develop and transfers to fill gaps. So they got them for a reason. They didn't bring them in for nothing. Um, all right, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back. I'm going to get. Cannon's take on a Mordecai question I had that I threw out there. And I'm going to respond to something that I think people are still missing with Tanner Mordecai and what he could do in the Big Ten. That's coming up next on Lockdown Badgers. But first, a quick break for friends of the show. A quick second to say thank you for tuning in. Really do appreciate y'all. Let's keep it going. 
let's bring Cannon back in here. Um, Cannon, I did a previous show, and I don't fully believe this is going to happen. I just think it's a possibility that Tanner Mordecai could become, could be at the end of the year, the best quarterback or in discussion to be the best quarterback in the big 10. It's based on his experience. The the blue bloods are turning over young talent and you never know with young talent. Um, yeah. I think McCarthy's a better player. For example, I think Tua's is probably a better player. Our sorry, he's a better player, but I don't think there's slam dunks. I'm curious. Is that outlandish? Because I'm gonna put this comment up here. This is from the last dragon who I wonder if you're related to the, to Bo dragon. He said, I'm going to enter this in the national 2023 preposterous statement of the year contest. I don't think Tanner Mordecai potentially being the best quarterback in the Big Ten is that uh, preposterous. I, I don't think it's outrageous. I don't think it's preposterous. I think you you have a point in why you think that. I disagree. I, I think that he is – I think he'll be in the conversation, but I don't think he'll ever be considered the best because I think, like we talked about earlier before we started the show, he – tends to take a lot of chances so I could see him having 35 touchdowns but I also see him he could throw 10 15 interceptions because he likes to he likes to sling it around and that that's good but like I, I made a comparison of Adrian Martinez he, he could he could sling the ball around he was always really good but he ended up always making dumb passes at crucial points and I could see that happening with Mordecai him mm-hmm. making trying to take a chance late in the game when we need him to, you know, get a drive going and he'll end up throwing an interception. So it's not preposterous because he, he can definitely, he's definitely up there, but I just, I just don't see it happening. So that's actually not that far from where I am. Um, I, I, my, my bigger point is it's very possible he could be in that discussion. I still, if I had to put money on it, I would, I, I would rather take McCarthy, but the, the interesting thing is when you look at, and I, I put this up on the show, when you look at what they both did against TCU, it's not that different. You know, like, and I want to lead into this next question here, because this is this is something that I think people keep talking about that I think people are missing the boat on. Uh, and Andy, I don't I'm not picking on you for this. Um, but Andy said uh, Mordecai is going to have a rude awakening playing top 20 defenses based on experience. Give me Cade. First of all, like most of the teams Wisconsin's playing in the Big Ten aren't top 20 defenses. Right. I mean, I start there. There's Ohio State, Iowa, maybe, may, Iowa and maybe Illinois, maybe. maybe. But you're also playing, the rest of them. I don't see how they, they do not, definitely don't have a top twenty defense. Right, like, like that's the thing. You're playing. You're also playing. You know, a Northwestern, uh, a Minnesota, a Nebraska. I mean, I'm just saying, like, not a Purdue. Not every defense you're playing in the Big Ten is the top twenty defense. The other bigger point, though, that I make, and I've said this before, is Tanner Mordecai is not coming to the Big Ten to play these teams with SMU. He's coming to the Big Ten to play these other teams with Wisconsin. So, yes, the defenses are better, but his surrounding cast is also better. His coaching talent is better. Like, it's not apples to apples. Yes, I would agree if we said Tanner Mordecai is transferring with the entire roster of SMU to play the Big Ten. I'd say, no, that's not going to go as well. But he gets Braylon Allen and seven receivers and Jack Nelson and Phil Longo. And you saw that right away. You saw that right away. when, When Longo brought him in. They immediately got some extra receivers for him. They said, we're going to get you C.J. Williams. We're going to get you Bryson Green. We're going to get you Pauling. Boom. That's three. They're loading him around him because they knew that the receivers around him weren't up to par, but they weren't terrible. So, if you, like you said, if you brought the SMU roster over, of course he's not going to because the talent there. But, but our talent, Wisconsin's talent, is much better than SMU's talent. 
I mean, if we played SMU last year, I, I think we beat them by a solid three touchdowns. In well, my I don't, opinion. I don't know about that. You remember last year's offense, right? I, I, I don't. I, I just, <laughs> I, I just, I, I, SMU can't match our size. The, the, there's a different thing. There's there's a different level of Division One football. And right. SMU is right here, and Wisconsin's up here. So it's not preposterous. I just don't see it happening. No, I think that's fair. Um, I wanted to bring this up here because there are a lot of people talking about the Tanner question. This is from Big Apple Bucky. Thank you for the comment. He says, I want to see how well Tanner does against pressure after he gets hit a few times and bounces back to make great throws. I'll feel better about his performance. It, it's a fair point. The only thing I push back again here a little bit is he, he's done it. He, he's been playing for this is his sixth year. And that's one of the reasons I said there's a chance here for Mordecai. He, he's had hits. And when I talked to the SMU guy, I, I talked to one of the media guys. And the first thing he said is he's just a total tough kid. Like he wants to win above all else and he'll take punishment. So I, I'm just not that worried about it. Like he's been hit. He's been in big games. He's been in played good teams. He's played TCU. I, to me, it's I'm gonna not. Make the, I'm going to make the perfect comparison of what yeah. I think Mordecai needs to be for us. If I'll do he it. can have a year like Max Duggan had for TCU, that that's the easiest comparison because I think they're, they're they're very similar they're very similar players. Mm-hmm. I think Mordecai is a little bit better of a thrower, and I think Duggan's a little better of a runner. But but they, the, the the comparison right there is, is really is really just the same because they both can run really well. That's one thing I think Mordecai is underrated is is, is running. It, he can run the ball. He can he can scoot, but he can also throw the ball really well. And and they compare because Duggan's a tough kid too. He if you watch him, he he's taken some damage. So I think if, if Mordecai can have a year that Duggan had, we'll be in for a great year. Yeah, I think that's a good comp. That's a, that's a good one. Uh, last one here is from Jim Gamble. He said uh, we saw what crappy weather did to. Uh, Tag of Viola. How is Mordecai going to handle the crappy weather? I would say not well, like every other quarterback. I, I don't know. Like, I'm not trying to make light of the comment. He's going to struggle more in weather in Wisconsin than, than Texas. But and this is this is where Braylon comes into to play. Yeah, he, exactly. He, when he was at SMU, if there was bad weather, he, he didn't have a, a top three back in college football to lean on. Now, he, not only does he have one of the best offensive minds in college football, he has one of the best backs in college football to hand the ball to when the weather's bad. Mm-hmm. So not no, no quarterback's going to play good in bad weather. Same with receivers. None of them are going to be able to make every catch when the ball's wet, when it's super cold. So that's why when you have a good back to hand the ball to, that, that, that helps him tremendously. Yep. I, I agree with that. And I do get Jim's point. It, if you had a quarterback that's proven, he can maybe be a little more secure with the ball in cold weather, obviously come from Texas to Wisconsin, you know, you're probably more confident a guy like McCarthy who's been in cold weather situations for a couple of years is going to handle those better. But I just kind of go back to the idea. And Jim, I think appreciate the comment, by the way, I can kind of go back to the idea, just to what you said, weather's going to equalize quarterback play. If, if you have a bad weather game, both quarterbacks are going to struggle. Um, That's why I, if you play Iowa in a bad weather game, that, that evens the playing field. Yeah. Cause they Joel, can't, yes. they, they can't compete with you when you sling the ball around. But when, when you're forced to run the ball half the time, and that's all they do, it evens out. And they can lean on their defense like they always do to carry them to, to a win. Yeah, that's a great one. Iowa becomes like the 85 Bears when the weather turns. They do. Back. It's it's so hard to beat them when you can't throw yeah. the ball. That's true. All right, we're going to wrap it up there. Cannon, thank you so much for jumping in. Everybody tuning in, thank you so much. Really do appreciate everybody. We're going to keep this thing going. On Wisconsin, let me know if you're coming around to my idea that Tanner Mordecai could be the best quarterback in the Big Ten. 